on this episode. Join Andy, Dean, and John as they discuss Legends of the Squared Circle from Lebanon, Ohio. Welcome to the road home from wrestling. I feel safest of all I can lock all my doors And this the only way live In cars Our podcast is brought to you by Whatamaneuver.net That's where you can go to get all your official Road Home From Wrestling merchandise So now, when you hear us say Hey so and so, get your own shit you know where to go to get your own shit. Whatamaneuver.net Alright, well we're not headed home from any of the normal places. We're headed home from a new place. We're headed home from Legends of the Squared Circle. My name's Andy. I'm coming to you live to take from the Road Home From Wrestling World Mobile Headquarters of the World. And I got Dean in the front seat. What's up, Dean? Not a lot. What's up with you? Sorry. All right, is that all we're getting? That's all you're getting. All right, fair enough. That's all they gave us. And also joining us from the backseat, it's John. What's up, everybody? How you doing, John? Good. You got more than Dean does, or? I mean, I spent uh, the first half of my day enjoying alcohol at okay. Matry's sixth anniversary. Fair enough. And then uh, I came here and killed my bus. Okay, fair enough. Well, that's what you do at these wrestling shows, I guess. I don't know. Well, there's what... no alcohol, so that's why I killed mm. my buzz. You could have brought some, right? I could have. But you didn't. I should have. Would have? So, uh, anyway, well, we've never been up to Legend of the Square Circle. And that's because they always run on days that we don't really get to go. And not only that, but, um, I don't know. We're, we're used to a different level of... Wrestling, I don't know, Dean. Uh, how do you want to put this? We're not <laughs> extremely familiar with any of the wrestlers that perform there. That's Which true. has always been a big thing. The first time we try out a place, our opinions are a little low leaving the very first show because we don't know anybody. We don't know what to expect. We don't know how to look for transition moves. We don't know how to look for who the fans like. There's no, there's no back and forth. There's no connection to the performers. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we had connection with some of the performers, which is one of the reasons I wanted to go was because of the main event and uh, a couple other people that we found out were on the show as we went along. You know, there's a few people we knew about, right? Yeah, I would say a couple people, uh, people that we didn't know would be there. Or I didn't know until I was driving out and you told me. So uh, this uh, show took place at the Warren County Fairgrounds in Lebanon, Ohio, and this is technically barn wrestling. You know, I mean, it is kind of, right? I mean, this was kind of barn wrestling. Uh, I really love Lebanon. I used to live here, and this place is beautiful. We're driving down uh, through downtown Lebanon right now, and you cannot find a piece of trash on the ground. That's one thing I always say about this place. It's always clean. I just, I don't know, I think it's a nice place. It reminds me of what my hometown could have been if they would, like, collect taxes and do, like, stuff pick with the, the taxes. Yeah, or just pick up the trash. So, um Gosh. Anyway, I have a hilarious story, too, about uh, Lebanon that if we have time, I'll tell. But we probably won't have time. So, Anyway, but uh, Dean, you want to kind of break down the first match for us? Uh, well, the first person that came out that I thought it was kind of cool to see was Joe Copez. Yeah, tell us about that. He is a referee. And one of the very first times I went to Rockstar Pro in Baltimore, sure, 
and it had Rockstar Joe on the cover, as JP would tell me, and that was an homage to Joe Copez. Uh, I didn't know he was still refing. I didn't know he was still around doing anything, but I remember him from wrestling, uh, being refing the matches in HWA. He was the head ref. So when he came out, I was like, oh, that's Joe Copez. I remember him back. He's another throwback to he used to rep Benjamin Chimera matches. <laughs> and I had a little blast from the past, too, at the beginning, because the um, ring announcer was Rick Tom, Slick Rick, who uh, the first time I ever went to NWF, he was the ring, event, ring announcer. So uh, hey, what, how do you think he did? Do you think he did a good job, John? Uh, I mean, I think he... Read from his note cards a little too often, mm-hmm. and was very concerned about the pizza. But <laughs> in the bathrooms, in the bathrooms, yeah. Which there was no bathrooms. Yeah, tell us, tell us about the bathrooms, John. Well, I don't know. They were non-existent. Um, I think they were telling people to go across the street in the like horse stable. Um, <laughs> just go I pee in the just go I pee can, in the hay. In the yeah, stable. just go <laughs> pee in the hay with the horses. I cannot confirm that, but. I believe that's where they were telling us to go. Uh, but he did a good job, you know, announcing uh, most of the wrestlers and uh, letting us know about the next show next month. Yeah, he did do that a lot. I thought he did a good job, and I think he has a good voice. Yeah. That's something that, you know, a lot of times you have these ref, these ref, refs, these announcers, and, like, they may do a good job, but they just don't really have the voice for it, you know? And he's got it, you know? So I, I thought he did a really good job. But, uh, Dean, tell us who was in the first match of the evening. The first match was a tag match at Big Jake and Kyle Casanova went up against a security guard named Brad Vector and a guy's name I did not catch. Now, um... Dean, you, this is a guy we're familiar with, right? This uh, this big Jake fellow, right? Yes. When's the last time we saw him? I want to say Fan Fest 11. Yeah, it was. It was like two years ago, Fan Fest. Uh, he got killed by the Swinger because uh, he used to be in a tag team with the Swinger at NWF. Called and, the Swingers. Yeah, called the Swingers. He was the big Swinger. And big Jake's pretty much doing the same gimmick up here. Yeah. yeah he's the quintessential male. And his... Uh, his manager is the ultimate wingman. Kind of cool. I like it. So, uh, and then the other guy had a water bottle that he kept spraying. It's Kyle Casanova. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was going with that EO air, which has to be watered down. <laughs> it's true. John, are you aware of that? What? That, the water if, down here? Yeah, like if, if somebody, you know, turns into a heel, they immediately start wetting their hair down. Like, that's, that's like number one. You've got to start wetting that hair down immediately. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's just what happens. Now so. that you know it, you'll see it. Yeah, you'll yeah. see it. <laughs> you will. Well, so now that I like, think about it, like the swinger in NWF always has mm-hmm. wet hair. Joe yeah. always has wet hair. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got wet that hair down. Yeah. You know, uh, so, but uh, who were their opponents, John? Jim? Jim? Dean? Jim? Dean? Uh, security guard <laughs> Brad Vector, and I'm sorry, the guy was a bald guy that came out. Because he, he kind of singled you out and was yeah. singing a Backstreet Boys song to you. Yeah, I don't understand. that connection. He, well, we're both bald dudes, so I think, you know, he was assuming that because we're both bald dudes, we're on the same team, which, you know, I was rooting for Jake, so, you know, Jake even gave us a shout-out, so that was nice. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you got any notes on the match? For a majority of the match, the, uh, the heels were working over. <laughs> so, Dean has a cold. <laughs> you're trying to... You're, trying to talk. Trying to off. talk and not cough is the funniest thing ever, so. Well, I hope the fans like it. Got 40, 45 minutes of it coming, but they kind of did that—the dirty heel tactics of working over 
the security guard. Yeah. Now, John, you had a observation about the security guard, right? And his physique. Uh, yeah, he was very in shape for a wrestler here. Um, and he also, for some reason, already had kick pads and wrestling boots on. As if he knew like he was volunteering <laughs> as tribute tonight. Well, we what? to get to this match, there was a lot of hokey pokey going on, right? I mean, it took, it took what was it, 16, 17 minutes... From 7 o'clock when they said, oh, ready, we're ready for wrestling, to the moment when the bell rang on the first match, which is a fucking long time. And you said, John, it's like old school Raw, right? Yeah, this is classic Monday Night Raw. We come out, we have a 15-minute promo with just people rambling on <laughs> until we get the first commercial break in the first match. Now, part of this was because everyone had separate entrances, and the entrances took forever. Everyone you know, it, waited at least a minute to come out. It wasn't like uh, Triple H was in the ring just going, It's uh, Monday night, uh, Raw. You know, because, uh, I mean, that's that's how those 15-minute segments start, you know, typically on Monday Night Raw. But, uh, yeah, tonight it was uh, just the entrances really took a long time, and, and that killed the momentum on the night a little bit. You know, when they got a little steam, then they'd go to the next match, and the entrances would take fucking forever. And, like, you can't, like, every wrestler can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, it kind of kills the momentum a little bit. But especially when you don't know who they are. But uh, I, yeah, I agree with you there. But, I didn't even know who was going to be in the matches. Because the uh, the Russell Actiful brand, who was the manager, I thought he was wrestling in the first match. Then more people just kept kept coming out. <laughs> and I was like, who was, who was in this match? <laughs> Well, that, that happened again later, too. Yes. And then we thought it was going to be a security guard going against them as, like, a handicap match. But then Backstreet Boy guy came out mm -hmm. and was like, well, I want it that way. I want to have a match, too. <laughs> and, like, and we are cruising past the Lebanon prison right now. Good times. Pretty sure that's where Butcher Manson and all his buddies lived in that prison. But I, when I was doing the outside marketing for Costco and coming to places to find where we could go and sell stuff. We were up here, and we drove by here. I was like, there's probably a lot of people that work there that we can pitch to. <laughs> and my buddy's like, you want to try and get in there? And I goes, hell no, man. It took me 10 years to get out. <laughs> it was just a little joke between us driving in the car. We won't record it or anything. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but, uh, well, yeah, tell us about the match, Dean. So a majority of it, uh, Big Jake and Kyle Casanova were working the fake tag, the ref would be turned around, they would slap their hands together, they would really work over the security guard, and eventually the security guard tagged in his partner, that guy ran a while for about three minutes, if not less than that, and then tagged Brad back in, because he was totally ready to go. <laughs> and he has a lot of experience in the ring. Right. Yeah, then, he, he took all the heat in this yeah. match, like all of it. And then right when he came back in, they went to like, throw the guy up against the ropes for a double team. <laughs> Like a double team back body drop is probably what they were setting up for. And Big Jake just clobbered both of them on the back of the head, splashed the security guard, and pinned him. Yeah, he had tried to do the splash earlier, and the guy like rolled out of the way or something. So he got him the second time. He was like, all right, I'm getting him this time. He got him. And that was it, right? Yeah. So they won the match, and um, anything happened after, or would we go right into That's the That's when next we got match? kind of a little special shout out from Jake. Oh, yeah. Which was nice. He yeah. remembers us. He remembers us. Told the crowd to listen to our podcast. That's nice. He's a good dude. I don't know if they're going to listen to him, but, you know. 
Um, they didn't really like him very much, but we like Jake. He's awesome. So, uh, nice guy. Uh, anyway, what was match number two? The next match would put a loser in a dress as it was announced with Nate McCain and No McCain. No, yeah. So one of the wrestlers' names was Nate McCain, and we, if we're getting Shady Nate McCain, Shady Nate McCain so more A's, and uh, we're getting, you know, we may get a couple of these names wrong or not have them at all, so we apologize. It's very difficult the first time you hear someone's name screamed into a microphone to really understand it, but uh, John, can you describe the two folks that were in this match? <laughs> I can describe Nova Kane okay. and his valet. Okay, let's uh, make fun of them. <laughs> just kidding. No, I could, I, mean, I just they were very enthusiastic on their way to the ring. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> I for a second thought that it was S.A. Rios and Lita debuting on Sunday Night Heat, um, but the enthusiasm was not quite there, so I knew it was a little off. Yes, I don't even remember what her name was. Was it? I didn't. Get was it, it Lita? No, it was not Lita. Was not Lita. No. Yeah, so this Novocaine guy came in, he, and he was like a cholo-looking dude, you know? And yeah. um, he had this valet with him, and they looked very unhappy to be there. <laughs> and they were supposed they to be They looked really co- mismatched as well. Yeah, like she did. Like, at one point, she, like, touched the mat, like, tapped it, and was like, come on. And that yeah, was it, Nova. you know? She didn't even have, like, the, come on. She was like, come on, Nova. Yeah, it was, come I don't on, know. Nova. She really did. So the only thing so, I uh, could like, think- uh, spin them so we can leave. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is there was a lot of tension because she started snooping through his phone backstage Uh-oh. and found some juicy information. You always look for trouble when you do that. That's true. Yeah. You always know you're going to find some dirt that you don't want to see, ladies, so maybe don't go through your guy's phone. Just trust us. Because then you won't be upset. Just let him do his shady stuff. That's right. And then just be happy with it. Happy that he's giving you attention when he does. It's true. Now the other so much hate mail for that. (laughs) For all of our lady listeners, (laughs) the ladies. This one's for the ladies. Don't be sluts. Whoa, Dean. (laughs) Slurs. Wow. All right, Dean's out of control already. You know, but uh, he he says something mean first. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. So this was a match. you got any notes on it? The one spot I have a uh, note of, other than the finish, was we had Nate kind of sitting on the second rope, and Novocaine went up to the top rope and did a leg drop right across his chest. That was one of the, the spots that I didn't really expect to see tonight. Something kind of more high risk a little bit. Uh, so that was cool. Yeah, the uh, his opponent was like uh, kind of a nervous dude. You know, he was like running around, like really wanted to get at him. You know, get at kind of like Scrappy Doo almost. You know, yeah. and uh, you know that was fine. I thought this match was okay. You know, we didn't have any kind of stake in anything tonight, other than like the main event and the opening match. So it kind of make it made it a little difficult on us to care. Um, and you know, just so you know, if you've never listened to us before, we joke around a lot. However, we do respect wrestling and respect the people in the ring. We understand they can do way better than we can, and not only that. But, um, you know, it's just, we just have fun with it. So don't get mad. So, uh, anyway, but, uh, Dean, what was the finish? The finish. Tell me if you know the name of this move, because I've seen it a couple of times. Uh, Nova had Nate on his shoulders, kind of like he was going to do a Caucasian letdown, but he hooked it, the hook the back of his neck and then dropped him down. He kind of put, put him diagonally around his back and looped one arm under his head and dropped him on the back of his head. The air raid, right? 
Isn't that the, the air raid? It's possible. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his name used to do it? Um, uh, Seamus used to do it, and like mm-hmm. guys like yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, there you go. Oh, he did the air raid. So, so that is how he won with the air raid. So a good guy wins. He gets the girl, and she goes and sits in the crowd. <laughs> and no one ever puts on a dress. There's yeah. the guy was hanging yeah. out in the crowd with the girl, and they with no said, dress on. And they had said the loser has to wear a dress at all times for the next thirty days. Mm-hmm. Which I was upset that they didn't bring out a dress to begin with to really sell this match. Yeah, you know, they the pizza was missing. All right, they were waiting on the pizza. The pizza finally got there like halfway through the show. Um, they apparently didn't. You know, somebody didn't bring something to hit the bell with. And uh, also, this dress was all missing. It was, like, all in someone's trunk somewhere. So I uh, forgot about the chemistry between Nova and his valet. The, there wasn't any. That's I why. know. That was forgotten as well. <laughs> no, it was also in the trunk of the car. I yeah. got you. Okay. Well, what happened next, Dean? We had a triple threat match in the no gravity at part of LSD. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> so zero gravity is the like cruiserweights, I guess, or whatever. Um, and you know, one criticism I have for this match is that there was zero high flying in this match. You know, so they're like, it's zero gravity. There's no gravity at all. And then, that's why they're nervous if they jump up too high because they'll float away. I, is that what it is? What it okay. Is. There no was gravity. So much gravity. Be careful, <laughs> gentlemen. Right. There was yes, there was more than average gravity, right? I mean, it was like gravity was higher. Uh, there's this great book um, by uh, Kurt Vonnegut called Slapstick, and in it, it's like this apocalyptic future where the gravity changes like the weather, and on on days when the gravity's light, all men have erections. So there's that. It just lifts it up. Yeah, it yeah. just makes you think up in the air. Gravity was light all through high school. <laughs> anyway. Same. So uh, tell us who was in this match, Steve. We had Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, Savion, who had a lot of fans in the crowd. He did. He, there were some obnoxious fans in the and crowd. Wade thing. Castle. Yeah, Wade Castle's a guy that uh, has been kind of a Twitter buddy. Him and his girl Jamie have been kind of Twitter buddies of mine for a long time. So. It's good to finally see them tonight, although I kind of got didn't really say hi to me, so... Oh, that was her? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'll see you. Okay. Uh, but, uh... Probably, probably didn't register. Anyway, but, uh, but yeah, the, you know, it's good to see these guys. This is a triple threat match, so we were expecting all kinds of high flying and whatnot. It's not it's quite what we got. Yeah. Well, Savion leaves the ring immediately. Yeah. Because he's smart. He knows. And he let the other guys fight. He knows that only two people can wrestle at once anyway. And, you know, what was the guy, Matt Ryan, his name? is that Was that the guy? Uh-huh. Yeah. So Matt Ryan seemed like the veteran of the, the match, kind of that he was the guy that was, was... probably the legend in the square circle. Oh, gotcha. Well, it seemed like he was going to win right from the beginning because he was getting all of his shit in, brother, and uh, other people weren't getting so much shit on, especially Le'Veon or Savion or whatever his name is. Him. He didn't get any shit in for most of the match. He just hung out on the outside for yeah. at least 10 minutes. I mean, it was a long match, too, wasn't it? It, it drug on quite a bit. <laughs> at one point, he came in the ring to try and get the distraction or, you know, strike the distracted opponents, and he hit, oh, Weed oh, Castle, no. and then 
the other guy, Matt Ryan, just started beating up both of them. Yeah, you know, there was a couple psychology issues with this match, as well as timing and proximity uh, issues as well. But, I mean, you know, it was fine. It just went on long, I thought. I just thought it kind of went too long. Yeah. And, and also, you know, there was no stake in this match. We don't know. Do these guys have a feud? Is there some, you know... Is uh, there a title we're fighting for? I, I, what is your gravity? I mean, I know this is our first time there, but at the same time, it would have been nice to kind of, like... I don't know. Get a little storytelling in the match that tells who these people are and why they're fighting. Uh, it's always kind of my question is, why is this a match? You know? Um, but at the same time, every promotion that we go to has these kind of matches that are just like, hey, here's a match. You know? So, uh, what else you got, Dean? Want to go for the finish on this one? Yeah! Ooh, before we do, oh I make sure I note my favorite move in this what? match. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, uh, they did a double suplex on Matt Ryan. And instead of grabbing his trunks to pull him over, they both grabbed his knee pads and used that as leverage to get him over. Because he was so strong with the gravity, they couldn't get him without yeah, the knee pads. Yeah, a little bit lower. You think he got over in this match? He got over. <laughs> so he, he went over. That's for sure. Well, uh, you grab what you can, you know. Uh, I mean, if you grab... I just have never seen the knee pads use this leverage. He wasn't a super tall dude, so, you know, I mean, there was... And there was so little gravity in the ring that you could just grab the knee pads instead of the trunks. I, I don't know if that makes any sense, uh, you know, scientifically, but in wrestling it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm without a lot of us know that. Yeah, of course. So, so who won? Sorry. Matt Ryan won with a Texas Glover leaf on nice. a scene. He tapped the fuck out, right? Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, well, anyway. So that was a match there, and uh, what happened next? This took us to a match for the tag team titles that was a clusterfuck of a match. Mm-hmm. Because we had the Dogs of War going up against the Slaughterhouse, which was five different guys. It seemed like more, you know? Well, one guy was a manager, and then there were two wrestlers. And no one was preventing the other two that weren't in the match from getting involved. There was one point where Butcher Mason is the only name I remember because Butcher Manson. Manson, Manson yeah. is stopping the guy, and then one of the legal guys pins him. He's like, "Ref, count them!" And the ref just starts counting with the guy still in the ring. Yeah, the poor referee in this match got buried big time because there, there was many times in this match where, like, basically, <laughs> if, you know, we had the Dogs of War come out, right? They came out, they did their little entrance and stuff, which took a very long time, and then we had these all these hillbillies come out, right? Yeah. And there was just more and more of them. My mouth dropped open, and I, it didn't close for the rest <laughs> of this match. I was in complete disbelief. I'm like, did we just walk onto the set of Wrong Turn? Like, <laughs> all these inbred hilljacks just walked out. Reminded me of that episode of uh, Always Sunny when they're at the training camp. And that RV pulls up, and McBoyles just keep pulling out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what was happening. Wow. Well, um, yeah, these guys were all like in overalls and jeans, and you know, register for the state of Ohio's sex offender list. Okay, that's, that's how they all met. Uh, I thought that was a later match, but uh, yeah, it was this but, one. Oh, it was. Well, Butcher Manson's a guy we've seen before. He wrestled Crazy Ed at, at uh, FanFest. You know, nine or eleven or whatever it was there. Wasn't he crazy as tag team partner at FanFest eleven? Maybe. Against? No, that wasn't. It. I feel like he was his tag team partner. That, that was Eddie. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll have to go back and... I have that on DVD. I'll have to go back and look at it. Um, but uh, anyway, so we were familiar with him. He did great. I thought he was awesome. You know, yeah. he was on the outside. He was fucking talking shit, beating people up. But, but you know, so we had these smaller of the dogs of war. They're like bald dudes. They look like tough guys, you know. And uh, the smaller of the two, he got beat up in the ring when the final, finally the match started. Because we had like a schmoz to start the match. Yeah. Eventually, those two got in the ring. And, you know, him and like two, the two other guys, which was like... The, the tallest of the redneck dudes and like the shortest they were the two that were in the ring basically yeah. right um, they were representing the slaughterhouse uh, to you know as they were the tag team champions now um, so we had the smaller of the guys from Dogs of War in there and then the bigger dude was just on the floor getting his ass kicked for most of the match right in front of the ref yeah, yeah. come on it's consistently punching him yes. into the ring post comes out of nowhere yeah, the entire match and the ref's just like oh, whatever unbelievable so uh, you know burying the ref but I mean I, I don't know how else you do this without I don't know you just gotta do so many ref distractions and they were already doing those in this match so uh, but uh, yeah Dean you got any notes yeah, eventually the bigger uh, of the dogs of war guy the guy's partner made it into the ring he ducked a couple uh, moves from, like, he ducked a couple clotheslines. He back body, what, uh, back body dropped one guy on the outside. Got in the ring, was clearing house, and then Butcher Manson had a chain wrapped around his fist, hit him, and then the guy got pinned. And we had a bit of a scuffle at the end where they continued to beat them down, and another tag team came out, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna have this match right now, four on four. And Slaughterhouse was like, "Just count us out, then." Yeah, which I thought was cool. You know, they were like, because we were like, oh my god, we're going to have a match on this. And one of the dudes from the tag team that uh, that saved them was gigantic. And, um, you know, he had trouble kind of getting out of the ring. But uh, the other guy was wearing suitless, which I appreciated. Yeah, suitless are cool. So, I think that was our thing. Was that intermission? Oh my god, so after that we had single intermission! Did you guys get any pizza or donuts? No. No, I just watched the birthday boy, which was one of the guys from the slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. eat twenty cupcakes by himself. No, he had help. Oh. Yeah, he, he had that other guy that was oh, yeah, there. You know, they're having the competition. These guys were just shoveling these things in their mouths, and they're probably both dead in a ditch somewhere, just covered in icing. So didn't even have time to take the cupcake like covers. It's <laughs> like choking to death. Like, don't worry, just it'll go down. Pass, just it'll pass. <laughs> Wow. Well, uh, yeah, Dean, you have any stories from intermission? No, no stories. None? All right. Well, after that, we had our next match. This, this guy was billed as the only professional wrestling artist, which is bullshit. Mm-hmm. But his name was Travis Prophet. The skinniest man alive, right? Very close to it, yes. Mm-hmm. And he raided his mother's uh, closet. For this match, for his ring attire, for her winter coat. Yeah, yeah, he was wearing his mom's winter coat, and he went up against Doug Charles, who we have also seen as the experiment in NWF. Yeah, we saw this guy at NWF. Um, I thought he was one of the most like well-trained wrestlers on the show. I thought he did a pretty good job. You this know? match uh, was pretty good. This is probably one of the best matches of the night. Yeah, he, uh, you know, this guy, the the Doug uh, fellow, the air guitar guy, he brought out a guitar case and got the air guitar out before the show, you know, which, or before the match, which is pretty funny. 
and uh, he had pretty good gear, and you know, these guys went at it. Now, uh, John, what you're kind of quiet back there. What you got on this one, John? Uh, so this, I also want to know, was a zero gravity division match as well. How could you tell? Uh, Did you have a boner? <laughs> no, but I think one of the wrestlers might have. Hey. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, I could tell because they were uh, light, like lighter, lighter guys. They, they did a couple flippy flops. Too. They did. They did some you know? jumps and skips and hopped over the top rope a few times. Tra- dove Tra- out of the ropes. Travis did a dive over the top rope where he just completely missed and landed right Stage on his face. Shit. <laughs> Gravity got a hold of him. Hey man, you never know at LSC when the gravity when they turn it on and off, you know? Yeah. You got Rick Toms over there with the microphone and he's got the button, his finger on the gravity button. He turns it off and on just for fun. You yeah. know? Unbelievable. But uh, well <laughs> the one guy's in the back like choking on the, the cupcakes and he like hits the button by accident like oh shit. Wow. That was amazing. Well, Dean, what you got in this one? Uh, early on, we had a classic classic heel tactic where uh, Travis Prophet was retreating away and running around the ring, and then Doug came in the ring behind him, going to get stomped on as he was getting up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's I really like that, actually. Um, so that's kind of how he ended up taking over, because at first, Doug was not taking this uh, young man as a serious threat, which, I mean, he kind of really shouldn't have. He should have been able to beat him pretty quickly. However, he was dumb because good, good will always lose because good is dumb. And, uh, you know, he got beat up a little bit by the skinny dude, right? A little bit. Then he, skinny dude missed the dive and then it kind of went back into Doug's favor. It did. What'd you think of this, John? Come on. Uh, I think, like, I think Dean said it earlier. I think this was one of the, like, best matches on the card because I think it had the most actual wrestling moves Instead of just punches and kicks and, you know, like, hitting people against, like, the ring posts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean. Pretty good? All right. Yeah, it was entertaining. John's seal of approval on this match. It's his favorite match of all time. Oh, so no, there you I, go. At this point in the show, like, it was, it was getting long. Like, yeah. It was a long show. It's, you know, part of that is because we, again, like, we don't have any stake in this. We don't know why people are fighting, so we don't really have anything to root for, which makes it difficult to watch wrestling, you know, if you don't know the backstory. And all these people sitting around us, they're too busy shoving Little Caesar pizzas in their faces to turn around and be like, hey, this guy's so-and-so. Here's why they're fighting, you know? I mean, come on. The FQI was bottomed out on this show. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I kind of took us to the finish of the match where we had Travis Prophet kind of sitting. His legs were out in front of him, but he was sitting up. And Doug came in with a double knee right to his nose. And that got him a three count. Uh, Stiffed the shit out of him. And not only did he... Okay, so... Like, he, he went to hit him with the knee and basically just clobbered him and then landed on his face. Like, his knee landed on the dude's face. And he was like, sorry, 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 sorry. And, uh, yeah, he got the win. And he's like, I'm just going to leave it there, though, for the count. I mean, what else is he supposed to do? Yeah, you know? he scooted out of the way a little. So, uh, yeah. And he threw him over the top rope out of the ring. I know. And, poor kid. Damn. Uh, but that was pretty good. So, uh, what was the next match? This match had, let's see here. It was, I know it had Sergeant Ledbetter with Sebastian Ice. 
Mm-hmm. Going up against a guy named Trice, who came out to Justin Lane's music. I know. I was and fingers crossed. I thought it was Justin Lane. <laughs> I wish it was. And then his, his partner was Mark Thompson. That's right. Now, this, uh, this kind of had a, a major timing issue at the beginning of this, because... Um, Chris Ledbetter came out, so we had the two heels already in the ring, and they both had their own special entrances that took forever, and so we get Chris Ledbetter coming out. He is the hardcore champion, and he's like, hey, wait a second. I'm a hardcore champion. Let's have ourselves a hardcore match, but my partner is not here yet. You know, he's uh, he uh, walks to the beat of his own drummer. It's March! It's marches to the beat of his own drum. I hate when people mess that up. And so Chris Ledbetter is, like, killing time. He's stretching, and we see this large man um, with a, like, Hawaiian shirt and gear on, and he's kind of walking around the crowd with a trash can and, and, and missing cue after cue after cue, kind of, right? Yeah. Listen, he snuck up on me like I was in a freaking haunted house. I'm like, like, holy shit, dude. Where did you come from with your cookie you sheet? <laughs> that was funny. Um. Yeah, and so I think the idea was he was supposed to get behind them. However, he tried like three different times, and Chris Ledbetter was like, like leading in the wrong way, and it was like, dude, this, come on! This required him to come over the guardrail, and I don't think Sebastian was ready to step over the guardrail. Yeah, so they finally got, you know, like, oh, my partner, he's not here, he's not here, and they've clearly seen him already. However, they can't. You know, they have to pretend, I, oh, come on, they pretend like they didn't, and then they finally get hit in the head with the, the pan, you know, whatever, the, the cookie, cookie sheet, you know, and... Not going to be able to use that one to bake his cookies. I tonight. mean, you know, how are you going to make those cupcakes? I, it's, you know, you got a problem, can't reheat pizza later now, unless you want it to be all uneven, you know, but... Uh, That's the worst. It is, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Unless you get those, uh, the toaster oven, man. Very popular, the toaster oven. But, uh, but yeah, so they finally all get in the ring and, well, sort of, in the ring area. And then they get out of the ring area and start beating the shit out of each other all over the place, right? Yep. Uh, Spills out behind us. They're using everything. They're using chairs, cookie sheets. Uh, Ladder. They dumped, yeah, they dumped out a trash can, didn't use it. Uh, <laughs> the ladder. Um, Ice did the Bubba Dudley spot where he... Put it around his neck and started spinning the around. Bubba Dudley spot. Um, you're you're I mean, fired, John. I mean, Bubba Dudley, Bubba Dudley it, does that. Yes, sure. But that's the Terry does. Funk spot. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, <laughs> my generation's Terry Funk. Is Bubba it's, Ray Dudley? <laughs> I, you're gonna get killed, by the way. So, um, <laughs> do you see how you saw how mad Jamie Coy was when that at the, we went to Unsanctioned Pro and Jamie Coy was yeah. sitting next to us and some dude said that he was the he was our generation's Terry Fogg and Jamie Coy became unhinged and started screaming at him. He was like, You're not even Dory Jr. It was really funny, and that's okay. Awesome. Well, I apologize. He did the Terry Funk spot mm-hmm. where he put the ladder around his neck and started beating up the other wrestlers. Uh, you know what else is an acceptable? Uh, you could call that is the Three Stooges spot. You could also call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, he did that. Um, but this match was kind of defined by the finishing spot, right, Dean? Yes. My God, tell me about this and how long it took to set up. One of the guys, Trice, was laying out. Sergeant Ledbetter kept having fans toss him chairs that he laid on top of him, and then he eventually suplexed the other guy 
off the top rope, superplex him on top of the chairs, on top of the other guy, and then pinned him. Superplex on all these chairs. He didn't quite get rotated all the way either, and uh, they both almost died. But they didn't. I just remember my mouth being like completely agape when they hit the spot, and I'm like, holy crap, that guy underneath is dead. Yeah, we could see it coming because they kind of he tried to go for it in a different turnbuckle, but the the bad guy like foiled him and like gave him the eye rake or something. But then he just I set think it that up because he didn't want him to land the same way that the guy was laying because he was laying. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it was very dangerous. And so, um, anyway, that was that was insane. <laughs> yeah, so that was sure was a match. And uh, we'll have another match. next. This is uh, about when I stopped taking notes, so it's going to get a little bland. We had the Messiah, bald dude, with the Commonwealth title going up against Kyle something who was had something to do with a redneck. He was the redneck wrestler, the, the professional redneck wrestler. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, um, these guys had a match. The crowd was kind of dead for this, you know. Um, they had been into a bunch. I mean, the crowd was pretty hot, you know. They were into a lot of what was going on. Uh, this one though. Uh, the guy who was the champion, the Messiah dude, looks kind of like if I'm in the ring wrestling, you know. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. He had a cool kind of entrance, though, didn't he, John? Yeah, I liked his attire. He had uh, the Deathly Hallows, which is from Harry Potter, uh, set right atop his penis. Mm-hmm. And then he had, like, a skull mask that kind of looked like maybe it was, like, Voldemort. But then he came out to, what was it, Helter Skelter? Right. Yeah, well, it's he who shall not be named, right? I mean, we don't say that name on this podcast. Isn't that a problem? If you do that, don't you get in trouble, like Beetlejuice or something? Bloody Mary. You have to say that three times, so we're good. Okay, well, I won't say Beetlejuice again. Okay, so So uh, no saying Beetlejuice. Oh, my God! The (gasps) same person has to say it. Okay, all right. Uh, I will not say Beetle. Never mind. All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, you know, this sure was a match. Um, we have to note that uh, Jake and his crew were standing at the entrance because Jake is the current Golden Opportunity briefcase oh. uh, holder, and that briefcase entitles him to a title match of his choosing of any title in the LCD. LCS. LSC. LSD? LSC. We we were thinking about taking LSD before going to LSC L- tonight. LSC. But we don't, any, none of us do drugs really, so we didn't yeah. do that. But yeah, um, They don't take anything. Plus, LSD's for kids, you know. But uh, anyway. hard. I know, man. Uh, all day, all night. Uh, but uh, I'd say, yeah. Um, so who won, Dean? The Messiah, the bald dude, retained his title for a moment. Yeah, and I just called him that because it said Messiah on his trunks. I'm not really sure what his name was. but um, So he wins, but then we get a um, racial stereotype. A Mexican dude comes out. Jumping Jupiter. Jumping Jupiter, and he's got a mask on and weird colorful gear, and he gets in the ring, and he cashes in his opportunity. So we got all these cash-ins and opportunities going on. Which his cash-in... They told the audience he pulled a post-it note out of a trash can that said title opportunity on it, and 
you know, the the ring announcer asked the referee, hey, is this, like, cool? Is this kosher? Can you use this? And he's like, yeah, I don't see why not. Okay, just do it. Yeah. Get that, in there. That was pretty funny. And so he beat him. He beat uh, the Messiah Bald dude, right? Yeah. And uh, so he's the new... With the flatliner. And then he pulled, <laughs> he pulled his mask up to show everyone who he was. And this is another point where it would have been... Very helpful if we knew who that was. Yeah, because he's like, look, and everyone's like, oh, my God, it's that no, guy. No, I hate you. Yeah, and I don't know who he was. So, uh, yeah, the crowd was not for Jumping in Jupiter winning the belt. They also weren't for Messiah Bald Dude. They just didn't know what they want because they're fickle wrestling fans. That's true. Fickle. But, uh, yeah, but after that, that led us to your main event of the evening. And the main event's kind of what we came for. Um, we came to see Big Jim. Big Jim Hutchison, Mr. Reality Check, who was the uh, heavyweight champion of Legends of the Squared Circle, uh, versus Kyle Craven. Dean, we know this guy, right? We, yeah, we know him fairly well. So tell us, tell us about Craven. We saw him back at Rockstar from the very start that I was going. Not long after I was there, he joined the Bad Dudes when the Bad Dudes had like six people in it. Then he, uh, they put him with Joe, and Joe was kind of, I'm guessing Joe being the veteran, was helping him kind of work on wrestling and how to sell and how to be in a tag team. A little while after that, he was tag teaming with uh, Darren De Niro, and then he kind of just disappeared. Yeah, but we have a fun story about a little, the first time we really did any kind of like, you know, I don't know, interesting fan interaction at Rockstar Pro was we made these little posters and there was a fan who would get all up in Craven's face and he would just scream, Craven, Craven, in the middle of his matches. His name's Tony, right? Yeah. And so, Craven, <laughs> just yell that all the time. I like your face. So, you know, eventually Craven would just go after this guy, you know, and so we made these posters up of Tony that said missing last scene with Kyle Craven, right? At Rockstar Pro Arena, yeah. And we left them all over the place in there. Like, we put them in the bathroom and put them up at the concessions counter. Todd, I think Todd hung a couple up for us. <laughs> so, and that was, like, the first time we had ever really done anything like that, and that's kind of the first time we came together as wrestling fans to contribute our own thing, right? <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It was fun. But uh, but this was, this was an interesting match because usually we see Big Jim as a bad guy, right? And I don't usually get to see him sell, and I usually don't get to see him do flippy flops and, and bump like a madman, and he was bumping like crazy in this yeah. match. I thought this was the match of the night. I thought this was great. Uh, Kyle Craven did a great job. He got all kinds of steroid chants from the crowd, right? He what do you that. What do you think, uh, John? You think he's on steroids? I don't think he's on steroids. And my only inclination of this is he didn't have any back knee. Mm. And I feel like that's a key part to steroids, I've noticed, okay. is back acne. Like when you use them, you get a lot of back knee. Yes. Gotcha. And so he didn't have any sprouting up. And so I figured he's probably not on steroids. What's fair anymore? <laughs> anymore? Yeah, he's uh, he's currently on a on a he's, hiatus. He's on a uh, he's off cycle. So yes. Um, well, it's funny because these guys we had these like kind of college age guys that were in the crowd just screaming nonsense the whole night, and every once in a while they would land a joke. Every once in a while. Um, but they were yelling steroids at Craven. He kept flexing and screaming at them, I'm all natural, which was pretty funny. Ooh. And not only that, yeah, and he did that back in the day. He would do the boom thing and everything. Uh, we're almost done, Dean. Take it easy. We're almost there. So uh, anyway, but um, the finish of the match was incredible. <laughs> I, unbelievable. So 
Uh, Big Jim wins with a sunset flip on Craven and from the him. second row. From the second row, and like halfway across the ring. Unbelievable! That was awesome, man. I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, Big Jim wins. And then as we're walking out, we see Jake is in the ring with his golden opportunity box, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he's kind of shoving it in Jim's face. Although Craven did hit him with some move right after the match, too, right? Yeah, like I a big believe power so. Yeah. Slam, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like the the colossus or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. a like a full Nelson slam. But uh, anyway, and then uh, that's kind of it, right? Well, Jake started to come out, and I don't. And the one thing that I caught was that the guy from the earlier match, the uh, the Kyle guy who was in the against the Messiah, he came out the entranceway, and he had his manager tied up and pulled him backstage, and oh. Jake went after that to save him, and then that was the end of the match. No, I didn't see I that. Barely I barely caught through that. that. I thought okay. someone took, like, the briefcase, but then I saw the briefcase sitting in the ring, so I wasn't sure. Everyone was leaving. It was kind of... Yeah, because they didn't but... really announce anything. They just, like, came out, and half the crowd, they turned the lights on, so everybody was leaving. Yeah. So anyway, well, that was our first experience at Legend of the Squared Circle. Uh, Dean, you got any uh, final thoughts? I do not. John? I do. I really liked their title belts. I thought they were uh, (laughs) quality. Like, for real, I thought they had decent quality to them. Mm -hmm. I thought they were, some of the side plates were a little clunky and big. But I thought overall, um, they were shiny and nice looking. That hardcore title had a skull on it. The hardcore title was a little ridiculous. It was cool, man. I thought they were all cool. You're right. The tag belts were awesome. You know, the the universal title was awesome, right? Yeah. Um, Big Jim, universal champion. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was, you know, I don't know if we'll be back up to LSC, you know, anytime soon. But it was fun to get out tonight and see a show. You know, it's been kind of uh, dry lately with a wrestling show. So it was nice to get out and see something, see some people we know. Robin Nelson was there. It was good to see him. Tim Always. and Tammy were Tim there. Tim and Tammy were in the house. And we're like, hey. And Tim, Tammy's like, is this what our life has become? <laughs> we're like, pretty much. So. We're just desperate for wrestling <laughs> that we're just going anywhere and everywhere. That was funny. But, uh, well, guys, thanks so much for joining me on this adventure up to uh you know wherever the hell we were at 11 in the night and um you know i guess follow us on twitter and everything and you can find all that in the show notes there's also a support button in the show notes now you can you can donate directly to the show if you want if you're a wrestler and you we made you mad tonight by talking about your match and not liking it the best way you can get back with us is donate money to the show it's the best way support us and tell us what we made you what made you mad pisses me off really bad so when people give us money so uh, that's the best way to get on the rest but uh anyway well thanks so much for listening you're welcome sign oil Yeah.